What comes to mind when you think of church? Is it a building with pews, a pastor, and an audience? Maybe you see the faces of people who make up your church. Maybe you hear the sounds of worship and people praying together. Throughout the past year, many people have had to rethink their idea of church. In California, COVID-related restrictions meant that most churches couldn't meet in person without breaking the law. Instead, they had to stream services online or for some, not meet at all. In February, the Supreme Court ruled in favor of California Church, South Bay United Pentecostal. The court ruled that California could not continue to ban in-person religious services in response to the pandemic. You're listening to The Graph. Today is Friday, March 26th. I'm Lindsay Sullivan. And I'm Ivy Moore. In this episode, we sit down with The Graph's podcast assistant and news writer, Joe Allgood. He reports on California churches beginning to open in the wake of the Supreme Court ruling and what this means for churches in the area. Uh, the church that sued the governor um, was a bit more uh, political about it, I think, than any of the churches that I talked to. And they felt that it was infringing on their freedom of religion um, and their freedom of assembly. So um, they took it to the Supreme Court and that was ruled, it was ruled um, on twice, I think, last year before uh, the death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, they ruled that the state of California had that right to limit in-person meetings, uh, religious meetings, and said that it was totally uh, allowed constitutionally. And then um, they ruled on it again this year. And part of it has to do with um, uh, the new Supreme Court justice. Um, and I think with things getting a little bit uh, better in terms of the pandemic, they, they ruled in favor of the churches and um, with more science on it and how to social distance and uh, limit the spread, they felt that there was no reason to totally limit in-person uh, religious meetings, though there was reason to restrict them to, in California's case, 25%, no singing, um, masks, all the things that the science supports. The Supreme Court ruling, while considered a victory in the eyes of many churchgoers, does not lift all restrictions. Churches are limited to 25% capacity with masks and social distancing, and singing or chanting is prohibited. Joe interviewed leadership from three different churches in the area, Shepherd Church, Conejo Valley Church of Christ, and University Church of Christ at Pepperdine. Shepherd has always been meeting. I don't think they ever went online fully. Um, they do have online services, but they've always had an in-person aspect to it. Um, so they just continue to do the same thing. A lot of their members are younger. A lot of their members feel comfortable going in person and they're a lot bigger. They have a very, I mean, they have three campuses, so they have a lot of members and the one main campus has a 3,500 seat auditorium. So that campus is really uh, built well to hold a lot of people in a very socially distanced environment. 
And they also have two other um, sites on that campus where people can watch the service. Um, one of them is outside, the other one is in their gym. So they are the most um, open of the three churches and they are going to continue to become more open um, to the point where they won't even be enforcing things upon people. I mean, I think a lot of their members will still continue to wear masks and socially distance, but they feel that it's um, more free to do it the way that they do it. Um, Conejo is kind of in limbo right now. Uh, they are wanting to have that in-person aspect. They really miss singing together. The minister there, uh, Andy Wall, said that was the biggest part that he missed. And they do want to do in-person stuff, but they want to do it as safely as possible. And so they have to kind of strike that balance um, where they have in-person aspects to their uh, meeting, but not as it was before the uh, pandemic. And then the UCC, they just uh, are restricted both by the university and um, by the state's regulations as well. And they just don't uh, meet at all in person. So they are the most uh, or least open, I guess. And then Shepherd's the most open. And Conejo is somewhere in the middle between those two. For churches like Shepherd, continuing to meet in person despite the regulations remained a priority. Throughout the months before the ruling, the health department fined Shepherd each week. They did not tell me how much the fines were, um, but each week they had someone from the LA County Health Department um, come to the church. It might not have been every week, but pretty consistently. And they just reviewed the guidelines that they had set in place. They said they were very polite about it. They um, recognized that Shepherd was doing everything they could to make it safe. But at the same time, legally, they weren't allowed to meet. So they had to be uh, fined in some way. And they simply um, paid those fines and continued to meet in person. And the staff there, the uh, executive pastor and a few other of their uh, top you know, leaders, agreed that if anything was to happen, if there was going to be legal action of any sort, it would be those people who would, you know, take the blame, take the fall for the whole church. No one else would be involved except for the executive pastor and uh, one or two others. But they, um, they said that they didn't have much problems with that. The uh, health department was very polite. Um, they did uh, have to do it just because of the law, but at the same time, there weren't too many toes that were stepped on. For those churches that are hesitant to return to in-person, some are concerned about an older demographic, and some are simply weary that the time is still not right. Here's Andy Wall, a minister at Conejo Valley. We're not, our leadership is not persuaded that it's that it's safe to come back to seeing yet. We, I know California, you know, says, you know, you can meet, you can have, 25% full, you can be, you know, separated by six feet, you can have masks on, all well and good. Um, but singing together, which is, you know, a big part of our identity in churches of Christ, uh, is is not considered safe yet and is not recommended. So I know there are other churches that are that are meeting and are just not worrying about it. Uh, our leadership team is not quite there. Uh, and so are waiting for 
word from California that that's, you know, that that's going to be good. Um, I'm curious why you chose to pursue this story and like what attracted you to um, write about this and do all these interviews for it. Yeah. Um, so what attracted me, I'm a member of the Church of Christ. And so um, I've gone to church all my life. And they, uh, back in Illinois, where I'm from, they are allowing in-person services. And I've gone a few times um, with social distancing and masks. Um, but here, you know, it's, it's very different. Um, when I was here last semester, there was no, uh, no church at all. Um, the only options were online, except for the few churches that were going against the mandate. Um, and I thought that this was an interesting aspect of the pandemic because it affects something that's not necessarily um, like like uh, healthcare. It's not needed for everyone, um, but at the same time, it's a core of um, American beliefs and values: the freedom of religion, the freedom of assembly, and uh, there was an interesting, uh, you know, balance there between can we allow people to meet um, or can we limit them to meet is the big question um, when it says in the in the First Amendment that there's, you know, this freedom of religion. And at the same time, there's also a national security threat and a pandemic. How do you balance that out? And um, it was interesting how it went from the Supreme Court last year before the death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg to uh, this new court and what their ruling was on it. Um, and at the same time, it was just interesting to see that uh, while there are a few outspoken churches that want to make a political statement about it, the majority of churches just really miss having that in-person factor and they want to keep their members safe, but at the same time, they feel that it's necessary to meet in person, at least some, at least a little, um, to keep their members spiritually healthy and um, their churches alive. Do you have a kind of personal takeaway from your investigation and your reporting? One of the things I was thinking about while reading it is... Um, like you were talking about, uh, because it's in the Constitution, people take it very personally um, when any of their freedoms are inhibited, but especially the right to assemble and the right to worship, which is still technically being infringed right now, even though they can meet, they can't technically sing. So I don't know if that sparked anything in you, but do you have a personal takeaway from the story? Um, I think... Personally, it's definitely um, pretty detrimental to my spiritual health not to have that, at least some uh, in-person meeting. Um, the church is a group of people, not just a building. Um, and without that group of people, you don't have the same, uh, I guess, spiritual uh, meaning to, to your life sometimes. And over the course of the last year, when I've been restricted to only online services and only um, like, you know, studying by myself, 
it's pretty hard to continue that and to still feel like um, you have that connection. So I think it is certainly a, a very important part of uh, being religious and not just for Christians, but uh, Judaism and Islam. It's very uh, important to every religion to have that sense of community. And um, I think it, while it can be restricted, I don't think it's best in the uh, outlook for the whole state and the country to totally restrict people to not having that in-person meeting at all. Um, back in April of last year, when, when things were totally locked down, there were stories all the time about churches going against rules and making a very political statement about it and uh, acting like they were being, you know, trampled upon. And now that some, a lot of states can uh, have those in-person meetings, these churches are doing it, but in a safer way. And they aren't feeling like they're being trampled on. And um, they continue to meet. They're happy. The state continues to be happy because they um, are following the rules they put forth and uh, the people are happier too, so. That's all for this episode. Thanks for listening to The Graph. Tweet us your thoughts at pepgraphic or send us an email at graphic at pepperdine.edu. See you next time.